At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In for Tim Murray and Sean King, I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have reached the two-minute warning of Monday Night Football to conclude Week 13 in the NFL. The Patriots holding on to a 14-10 lead over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are facing a fourth down and 14 after the two-minute warning, and they only have one timeout left, so should they miss this, the game would be over. Uh, the Bills right now, they're passing the ball certainly a lot. Can't get anything going against this Patriots defense. Josh Allen, 15 of 29 passing, 145 yards and a touchdown. The only touchdown came after it was a muffed punt early in the first quarter that led to a one-play, 14-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis. Josh Allen's total passing yardage prop was 229.5. He is going to go under that. Mac Jones was 197.5, clearly going under as uh, he has only attempted three passes this game. The Patriots just dominating on the ground. Damian Harris, 10 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson, 22 carries for 74 yards. Brandon Bolden's got four carries for 28 yards. Domination on the ground from the Patriots. And that's been the knock on this Buffalo Bills team is that they're not physical. They don't do well against the run. And, and look, at what the, look at what the Colts did to them a couple of weeks ago. Jonathan Taylor ate them up. And the Patriots having a great day on the ground. Josh Allen has rushed for 39 yards, so he goes over his 36.5-yard rushing prop. Devin Singletary, 10 carries for 36 yards, so he is still shy of his 40.5-yard prop. Receiving... Stephon Diggs, he had a 61.5 total. He has 51 receiving yards on four catches. And then for the Patriots, don't even worry about it because there's only been uh, two completions, a 12-yard completion to Johnny Smith, a seven-yard completion to Brandon Bolden. That's it. As it's been all ground for the Patriots and nothing going offensively for the Buffalo Bills. But it'll come down to one play here. A fourth down for Buffalo coming out of the two-minute warning. We'll see if they're able to convert. 
and extend this game or if the Patriots will come away with a win and not only remain in first place in the AFC East, but improving to 9-4 and will hold the top spot in the AFC in the race for the number one overall seed, the first round bye, and home field advantage in the playoffs. I was, not secretly, but I was rooting for the Patriots to lose this game. And it's not because I bet the Bills. Uh, I actually bet the Patriots. <laughs> but I wanted them to lose this game and cover because I wanted their odds to win the AFC East and their odds to win the AFC to go down or go up. Because they were plus 115 coming into this game. And if they would lose to the Bills, their odds would change as Josh Allen's pass is incomplete. The Patriots will win this football game. Their odds would change and you could actually buy back in on the Patriots because the Bills next week go to Tampa, a game that they're probably going to lose. And so even with a win here over the Patriots, they would lose next week to Tampa, and then they play the Patriots again in a couple of weeks in Foxborough. A Patriots win there, they would be in control of the division. So I think that it would be a, a great bet if the Patriots would have lost this game. Patriots are going to win this game, so it's still you know, a pretty solid bet. Patriots uh, are going to be in the first place in the division. Patriots are going to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. Just trying to do math in my head here. I don't believe that there's an opportunity for the Bills to get the football back. Is there, Aaron? They could if the Patriots fail to get a first down. The Bills can get the football left with under 30 seconds remaining. They haven't been able to stop New England on the ground yet uh, today. There's 150 left on the clock. It'll be second down for the Patriots, and you'll see if uh, the Bills can come up with a stop and get the football back. And then by that point, you're talking about Hail Mary, and it'll be against the wind as well because the Patriots, I believe, are with the wind here in this game, which means that they would um, actually be uh, punting with the wind and punting it far down the field, flipping field position. So Josh Allen throwing against the wind, probably not going to happen here as uh, they do get a stop on second down. So it'll be third down and about six uh, as the clock will wind down with about a minute left. So they stop them here. There'll be a punt situation, and you'll see if the Bills get one more chance. It is a 14-10 football game. I got fantasy implications on the line. I need one more point, which means... Uh, I have Stephon Diggs. If I, I just need like one catch from Diggs in order to win my fantasy matchup. Probably not going to happen. I mean, go figure. You go into this week and you need uh, some points from a Buffalo Bills wide receiver and you have the windiest game of the year so far in the NFL where one team throws the football three times and the other team uh, can't complete a pass. Josh Allen, 15 of 30 in this game. Prior to this game, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, his attempt prop, pass attempts, was 32 and a half. He is at 30 pass attempts right now. Mac Jones was at 30 and a half, and obviously not going to happen as he's at three. Uh, but Josh Allen was at 32 and a half. If they get the ball back, I don't know if there'll be time for more than one play. Maybe there will be. He's going to get those two, maybe three pass attempts, and that'll go over that prop. That was something that I was looking to play prior to this game. Now, I can't do DraftKings here in, in Las Vegas, but I was looking for that prop. Uh, I went under the passing yardage prop because it was at 229 and a half, and once, you know, I talked about this last night, the wind and the weather. Uh, I played the under first half. I played the under 41 in the game. The under went down to 39 and a half before kickoff. And Josh Allen, I went under Josh Allen passing yards. I went under Mac Jones passing yards. And um, because of the, the win factor, I just knew that there weren't going to be enough pass attempts to get to those numbers. But I guess there was enough pass attempts because Josh Allen has attempted 30 passes already in this football game. So the Patriots are going to have to run a third down play here uh, with the clock ticking. And by the time they'll snap it, it'll be about 40-somewhat seconds left. Um, there, I guess there was a clock issue. Belichick was talking to the official about the clock issue, but it is counting down now. So it'll be 43 seconds, 42 seconds by the time they snap this football. 
And um, if they don't get it, oh, the game's over. Because uh, now I don't know what's going on. The officials are stopping the clock. Belichick just took his headset off and just threw it. I think Belichick just called a timeout to... All right, Aaron, explain this to me. Belichick called the timeout here, and... So they added time to the play clock, which allowed the Patriots to run the clock down further, essentially ending the game. How did that happen? How did they add time to the play clock? Well, how did that? It doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> so, I mean, the game's over, and the Patriots just called the timeout. They'll run this play, but the game's over after they run this play because they run this play with 44 seconds left. And a 40-second play clock, they're going to have to snap it with one second left if they have snap it at all, and the game's over. So I'm, I'm a little confused here. That, this math just didn't make sense because if you did the math prior to when they got the football, it should have it gave the Bills a chance to get the football back. I'm very confused by this. But Patriots are lining up to take a knee. Mac Jones is smart. Runs backwards a couple of yards. There's 41 seconds left. They're going to have to take a snap here with there is a one-second difference or a two-second difference between the play clock and the game clock. So what the Patriots will do here is do the same exact thing on fourth down. Mac Jones will take two steps back and take a knee, and the game will be over. As the Pats improve to 9-4 and four on the season, 6-0 and oh away from Foxborough, by the way. So the Patriots... Maybe it's not a good thing that they're going to be the number one seed and have home field advantage in the playoffs because going on the road does not seem to be a problem for this team as they are 6-0 and away this season and uh, the number one overall seed in the AFC playoff picture should the season end today. And let's take a look now at the Patriots' remaining schedule as they will be at the Colts next week. The spread on that game is not out yet. Curious to see what that line is going to be. I would make the Patriots a slight favorite in that game at the Colts. And the Colts are playing good football. They might be an attractive underdog play in this game. Uh, But moving on, they're home against the Bills. And I would expect them to be a slight favorite in that game at home. They were a three-point dog, two-and-a-half-point dog on the road in this one. So moving that game to Foxborough, you got to believe it's going to be a similar spread. Patriots maybe minus two-and-a-half in that one. Uh, Then they're home against the Jaguars. They'll be heavily favored in that game. And then at the Dolphins, they'll be a favorite on the road. This is a Patriots team that could finish the year 13-4. and And wouldn't that be just an impressive job done by Bill Belichick and this team? They started the season two and four and have now won seven straight football games. And it's not like they're beating nobodies. They're beating good teams along the ride. I'm Scott Seidenberg, in for Tim Murray and Sean King. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sean King, I'm Scott Sattenberg. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Patriots finished off the Buffalo Bills with a 14-10 win here on Monday Night Football. The Pats improved to 9-4. They have won seven straight games. And they are your number one overall seed currently in the AFC playoff standings. The Buffalo Bills fall to 7-5 and and I think it's absolutely time to hit the panic button for the Buffalo Bills. We'll get into that in just a moment. Let's just take a quick recap on what went down in this game. Obviously, the wind played a major factor as the 25-mile-per-hour winds led to the total dropping from an open of 46 to 41 by Monday to 39.5 by kickoff. Still goes under. First half total was 20. That goes over. There was, uh, what, 18 points in the first half, only six in the second half. In the first half, the touchdowns that were scored in this game, and there were only two touchdowns scored in this game, were both fluky. And (laughs) I know uh, one of our producers here, Jason, actually bet no touchdowns scored in this game at 75-1. to Well, the first touchdown that was scored was on a third down pitch play where Damian Harris took it to the house, 64 yards out. The hole just opened up. Buffalo Bills were in a bad spot and because the Bills were stacking the box all game, which makes sense. You know, the Patriots were not going to throw the football. The wind was so devastating that you weren't going to have these pass attempts. But when you stack the box with eight or nine guys and a hole opens up, you lose the luxury of having you know, multiple safeties back there to come up with a stop if, if the running back gets to the second level. And so there was no one back there. So once the hole opened up, Damian Harris took it to the house. That was your first touchdown. The next touchdown came on a fluke play where the Bills punted the football and it went off of, on a bounce, it went off of, I guess... Was it Kendrick Bourne? It went off his helmet. It was Nikhil Harry. Went off his helmet. Like, it grazed off his helmet. Bills recovered the muff. And just one play, 14-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis. There were your only touchdowns of this football game. And that was in the first quarter. The rest of the game played out exactly how you thought it was going to play out. Patriots not passing the football at all. Not even trying to contend with the win. Just run, run, run. And the Bills, unable to get anything going offensively. The running game, non-existent. The passing game, difficult in the wind. Difficult dealing with that Patriots pass rush. I thought there were going to be, and I was very surprised by this. Why weren't there more designed runs for Josh Allen? Josh Allen is the best runner on this Buffalo Bills team. Just look at their stats. Devin Singletary, 459 yards. Josh Allen, 383 yards. 
Singletary, 98 attempts. Josh Allen, 69 attempts. Josh Allen is the more effective runner. He averages 5.6 yards per carry to Devin Singletary's 4.7. Why weren't there design runs for Josh Allen in this game? The wind was so devastating that the passing game was not going to be there. There was a there was that one bomb play that went off of Stefan Diggs' arm. The, the wind played a factor in that. Josh Allen was 15 of 30 passing for 145 yards and a touchdown. And the one touchdown was that 14-yard strike to Gabriel Davis. But he carried the ball six times for 39 yards. And the bulk of that came on a 21-yard scramble. No designed run. He eluded the pass rush and escaped and ran for 21 yards. He goes over his rushing yardage prop, by the way, which was 36 and a half. Unless you got a different number. Devin Singletary, 10 carries, 36 yards. Nothing going. Zach Moss, 8 carries, 21 yards. Nothing going. Matt Burita had one carry for three yards. Why weren't there more designed runs for Josh Allen? That's got to be a question that Sean McDermott's going to get asked in the postgame press conference. Just, uh, uh, just knowing how difficult it was going to be to pass the football in this game. Why didn't they utilize their best player and run the football more with him? I'm not saying the outcome would have been different, but maybe one or two plays different could have been the difference in this game. It's 14-10 final. The Patriots weren't running away with this thing. But when you look at what the Patriots were able to do offensively, I mean, Damian Harris, 10 carries, 111 yards. Yeah, the bulk of it came on that 64-yard run. But Ramondre Stevenson, 24 carries, 78 yards. Brandon Bolden had four carries, 28 yards. As a team, the Patriots ran for 222 yards in this game. But they didn't dominate. Time of possession was 32 minutes to 28 minutes. The Patriots only had 11 first downs. The Bills had 16 first downs. The difference in the game was that the Bills were unable to do anything offensively. The Bills missed a field goal. It didn't matter. They would have lost 14-13. Well, actually, it did matter because then at the end, they could have kicked the field goal. And maybe they'd go up. So, yeah, the missed field goal was a factor. But the wind, all game long, all game long, the wind was the issue. And the wind was going to dictate the play calling. And in this game, Josh McDaniels outcoached Brian Dable. It's as simple as that. Josh McDaniels knew that the wind was an issue, and he said, we're going to line up and play power football. And we're going to run it down their throats. And that's what the Patriots did. Mac Jones attempted three passes in this game. And for the Bills, they don't have a power game. Josh Allen doesn't line up under center, and they don't play power football. He's a shotgun quarterback, and they pass the football a bunch. And it just didn't work out for them in this game. Josh McDaniels outcoached Brian Dable. And I, I will go back to the, the Josh Allen lack of running as to, you know, the biggest factor in this game. Why did he not have more design runs? Now, I know he hasn't actually been rushing the football a lot this season. You know, last, uh, last game out against New Orleans, eight carries, 43 yards. Against the Colts, well, they were getting blown out, so they had to pass the whole time. Two carries for 18 yards. Against the Jets in a blowout win, two carries for three yards. Against Jacksonville in that 9-6 loss, five carries for 50 yards. And, you know, before that, eight carries against Miami for 55. Nine for 26 against Tennessee. 11 for 59 against KC. Six for 41 against Houston. I'm just curious why there weren't design runs here for Josh Allen in a game where you knew that you needed to run the football because passing was going to be difficult. 
and the field goals were going to be difficult, especially when you were against the wind. I mean, the Patriots converted their field goals when they were with the wind. One in the second quarter and one in the fourth quarter. The Bills got their one field goal when they were with the wind in the third quarter. They missed the field goal when they were against the wind in the fourth quarter. It's time to hit the panic button for Buffalo, though. Seven and five. They are still in the playoff picture. Of course they are. Right now in the playoff standings, the Buffalo Bills are the seventh seed. Think about this for a second. Because of tiebreakers, the Buffalo Bills right now are the seventh seed. If they lose next week to Tampa, which they are an underdog in that game, if they lose next week to Tampa and fall to seven and six, there's a chance if the Steelers win on Thursday night, that the and and everyone else doesn't matter if they all lose because the Bengals and Chargers have the tiebreaker right now. But if the Steelers win on Thursday, combined with a Buffalo Bills loss to the Bucks, the Buffalo Bills will be on the outside looking in in the playoff standings. This is a team that, despite their struggles, was still one of the favorites, the second favorite to win the AFC, and one of the top favorites to win the Super Bowl. And after next week. They could be on the outside looking in in the AFC playoff race. Go figure, right? I'm Scott Sandberg, in for Tim Murray and Sean King. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN. is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 44 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge on whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure you get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. You got to pay attention when you're betting these bowl games. And we're going to get more into this coming up at the top of the hour. Brad Powers will join us on the program. But uh, when you're betting these bowl games, you need to know one, who's playing, because there's going to be opt outs. We already know that Kayvon Thibodeau is not going to play in the, in the uh, not the Rose Bowl, but in the Oregon Ducks game uh, against Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, he's going to start preparing for the draft. He is the projected number one overall pick, depending on who has the number one overall pick. Like, it's clear he's the best player in the draft. He's going to have, like, the most impact. This is like an Aaron Donald-type defender in Kayvon Thibodeau. He could dominate a game. Uh, but if it's a quarterback-needy team with the number one overall pick, probably going to draft the quarterback, not a defensive end. Like the Lions. Lions need a quarterback. They need a franchise quarterback. Drafting Jeff Okuda was not smart for them. You know, drafting Ziggy Ansah was not smart for them. You know, they, needed to, they, needed a, they needed a franchise quarterback. That's who they need. And we'll see what they'll do if they get the number one overall pick. But Kayvon Thibodeau not going to play in the bowl game. And we'll find out about more players that are going to opt out of bowl games. So before you place your bowl bets, and, and yes, there are some games where you can circle and be like, man, this is going to be a, a real good spot to bet on this team. Hold off because these teams are not necessarily going to be the same teams that you watched all season. Like, think about this. And maybe it's a bad example because the Oregon's got so much that they're dealing with. Like, Mario Cristobal's gone. He's going to be the new head coach at Miami. And Kayvon Thibodeau is opting out of this game. But 
for example, looking at the other side of the ball, you have an Oklahoma team that is going to be coached by Bob Stoops, but Brent Venables will be a part of that as well, as he is the new head coach. And they're, you know, losing recruits. Players are going to the transfer portal because Lincoln Riley's exit. I don't know necessarily who's going to be playing in that game or what does Brent Venables want to see in that game? Because a lot of coaches utilize these bowl games not as one more game for this season to get one more win, but as an extension of the offseason. The bowl game is an opportunity to get an early start on next season. So what the coaches will do is utilize that game to get a real-time look at players that you need to see more from before you get ready for spring practice. You know, and, and it's very, it's, it's a good tool for them to use. It's very important. Outside of the college football playoff, it's nothing to play for in these bowl games. You got your package just by getting to the bowl game. Yes, the trophy's nice to put up in your field house, but a lot of these coaches utilize these bowl games differently. Some of them will play starters that played all season long and try and go out with one more win. Some will play backups and see what they have moving forward for next year. Players that are getting ready for the NFL draft, why risk injury? Yeah, you could, yes, you could use the game, especially if you are in a situation where it's a big-time bowl game. You could utilize that as an, an extra game to play on a national stage and showcase yourself, right? Matt Corral is going to be playing, you know, Matt Corral is an opportunity in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor, primetime, New Year's Day, nationally televised, showcase yourself, improve your, improve your draft stock. Or you can not want to get injured and start preparing for the combine. All these decisions will come into play in a matter of a couple of weeks. So while it's nice to look at some of these numbers now, and say, hey, I find a good spot here. I know who I'm betting in these bowl games. What if you find out that players are not going to play? Or what if you find out if a coach is not going to treat it the way that you want the game to be treated? It's very important to pay attention to the coaches' press conferences over the next two weeks. It's important to follow local newspapers and, 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 and local websites and see uh, who's locked into these programs to see how these coaches are going to handle these bowl games. And then you can place your wager, knowing who's going to be coached by who, who's going to, you know, sell out and try and win, things like that. You know, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, this is his first game. Does that mean that Notre Dame is going to, you know, play hard and try and win for him? Or does it mean that he's going to want to kind of just see what he has and get a start on next season? I actually believe it's the other thing. I actually believe that the team will fight hard for him and try and get a win. That he wants to put his stamp on this program. As he said, he wants to take it to the greatest of heights. And I think that they're going to want to really fight for Marcus Freeman. You heard reports that the players are just so enamored with this guy that they, they're the reason why he got this job. And I think that they will treat this game like an extension of this season as opposed to the start of next season. So we're going to get into plenty of that coming up. As I mentioned, Brad Powers will join the program uh, you know, a little about 20 minutes or so from now. Uh, Also, the college football playoff, those are the games that you know. You can handicap those games rather simply because we know who these teams are. Alabama, heavy favorites in their game against Cincinnati, and I would expect that number to rise. Currently, you know, Bama sitting at, what was it, 13 and a half? Probably going up. 
that number. 14 now. And the total of 58. Georgia, 7.5. I actually think that that number could go down. Now, the 7.5 for Georgia is at minus 120 up on DraftKings. Michigan is a very publicly bet team. And I actually think that this might wind up being a pros versus Joes matchup, a public versus sharp matchup here, where the public money could actually come in on the underdog, Michigan, and the sharp money could be on Georgia at seven and a half, at the, at the number. Because the, sharp, the sharps will be on Georgia to win the football game set up a rematch with Alabama, the public is going to hammer a publicly bet team like Michigan, plus they're getting the points, plus we just saw Georgia lose. And so there could be some recency bias coming in to these bets, thinking, hey, Georgia just lost to Alabama, Michigan is now an underdog, let's go with Michigan to pull off another upset, like they did against Ohio State. Whereas Georgia could be the better team and more complete team and win this football game. And then for Alabama-Cincinnati, will the public be on Cincinnati? Just to think, hey, I would love for them to pull an upset. Would be fun to see a group of five school get into the national championship game already. You know, fun seeing the group of five school get into the playoff. The thing with The thing with Cincinnati is, and, you know, I think maybe I was kind of a victim of it at times this year as well. We have to stop thinking of them as a group of five school. They're not. This is a Big 12 team. Yeah, their schedule this year played a group of five schedule, and it stunk. But this is a team that's going to compete in the Big 12 immediately. Same thing with Houston. Same thing with, I mean, UCF, I mean, we'll see what happens with them. They have to obviously, you know, they're a different team under Gus Malzahn. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel getting hurt this year changed their whole season around. But with these teams going to the Big 12, you got to stop considering them as small conference teams. They're big conference teams now. And so Cincinnati, like if this was, you know, next year or the year after, you wouldn't bat an eye because they'll probably be Big 12 champs getting into the college football playoff. The question is, can this team right now contend with Alabama can they keep him within two touchdowns I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray and Sean King it's the nightcap here on VSIN at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Money is hitting the road this week. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come down and meet the guys. Be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Scott Sadenberg in for Tim Murray and Sean King. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, Josh Allen's MVP candidacy certainly took a hit on Monday Night Football. 15 of 30 passing in the terrible wind situation that existed there in Orchard Park in this game. But I never thought he had a shot to win this award anyway. I never understood why Josh Allen was considered one of the favorites to win the MVP. He's ninth in the league in passing. Ninth in the league in passing. Josh Allen is fourth in touchdowns, but... He's got double-digit interceptions. And he doesn't have tremendous rushing numbers this season. Josh Allen this year, 66.8% completion percentage, 3,071 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 383 rushing yards, and 3 touchdowns. Those are not even close to MVP numbers. Why in the world is Josh Allen the second favorite to win the MVP? Someone's got to explain this to me. Let's do a stat comparison here. This quarterback has, let's see, a... 66.7% completion percentage, 3,611 yards, 30 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. That's Matthew Stafford at 16 to 1. This quarterback has a 68.4% completion percentage, 3,353 yards, 25 touchdowns, And only three interceptions. That's Kirk Cousins. And he is at plus 5,000 to win the award. He has better numbers than Josh Allen. Joe Burrow. Well, maybe not Burrow. Dak Prescott. 3,070, 170. 23 touchdowns, eight picks. Justin Herbert. 3,547 yards, 27 touchdowns, 11 picks. All these quarterbacks, better numbers than Josh Allen. Yet for some reason, the Bills are favored. One of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's the second favorite to win the MVP. Why? Who's, Who's setting these odds? Based on what? I, I, I'm, I'm baffled. I am baffled. Aaron Rodgers, 2,878 yards, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. Better stats than Josh Allen. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's an MVP? No, what is an MVP? Tom Brady. 
34 touchdowns. 3,777, 71 yards. Tom Brady leads the league in passing yards. He leads the league in passing touchdowns. He is fourth or, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, or sixth, excuse me, in completion percentage. Kyler Murray, if he did not miss three games, could be the MVP this year. Kyler Murray has a 72.7% completion percentage, 2,399 yards passing, 19 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He has also rushed for five touchdowns and 206 yards. If Kyler Murray played in those three games, his numbers would probably be, I don't know, 400-something rushing yards, maybe six or seven rushing touchdowns, close to 3,000 passing yards, and maybe 23, 24, 25 touchdowns. Kyler Murray would be your MVP. But he gets punished for missing those three games. Plus, when your team goes 2-1 and one without you, kind of takes away from the whole valuable conversation. But I get it. A lot of the times, it's not necessarily value. It's about most outstanding. Uh, but Tom Brady, it's his award to lose right now. And he is the overwhelming favorite, plus 175. If you look at other players that are on the board and you're trying to look for maybe a long shot play, It's not going to be a non-quarterback. If it was, Jonathan Taylor deserves that. Jonathan Taylor is going to win Offensive Player of the Year as he is the leading rusher in the NFL, 1,348 yards with 16 rushing touchdowns. As for the quarterbacks that could get there, Patrick Mahomes is interesting. If Mahomes can lead the Chiefs, To continue this run, right now Kansas City is at 8-4. and Let's say over the next five games, and we're talking about against the Raiders, and look at what he did the last game against the Raiders, against the Chargers, and we know the Chargers defense certainly gives up points, against the Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos. If Mahomes puts up Mahomes-like numbers, which hasn't happened a lot. And the Chiefs win out and are maybe your two-seed in the AFC playoff picture. Mahomes right now, 3,384 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 picks. And what does he finish with? 35 touchdowns to end the year? Over 4,000 passing yards, easy? I mean, Brady's going to finish with over 40 passing yards, likely. And can he get to 5,000? It's going to take some big-time performances. How about Justin Herbert? What if the Chargers wind up winning this division? And Justin Herbert, who's got 35-47 now yards, 27 touchdowns to 11 picks. What if Justin Herbert puts up some big-time numbers and the Chargers actually win this division? Could he be considered? And if the Rams go on a little bit of a run, why not Matt Stafford? Yes, he's thrown bad interceptions to the other teams. But he is second to Tom Brady in passing touchdowns right now. As Brady has thrown 34 touchdowns, Matt Stafford has thrown for 30. Brady has thrown 10 picks. Stafford's thrown nine picks. And in terms of yardage, he is only about, well, almost 200, a little less than 200 behind him yards. Matthew Stafford could surpass Tom Brady in passing yardage and passing touchdowns by the time the season's over. And if that's the case, 
And Matthew Stafford leads a Rams team that finishes the season with 12 wins. Maybe 13. Look at this team wins out. They're a 13-win team. They're 13-4 and four if they win out. It starts with a game here at the Cardinals next Monday night. And then they have the Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, 49ers. If the Rams win 12 to 13 games, Stafford finishes first in the league in passing yards, first in the league in passing touchdowns, surpassing Brady's numbers. Tell me Matt Stafford can't win this award? He's at 16 to 1 right now. To me, looking at the players that could have a chance to win this award, that would provide the best payout. It's got to be Matt Stafford. Brady, overwhelming favorite. I understand that. Great. But if you're looking for value with a player that has a chance to do it, take a look at Matthew Stafford. It's not that crazy. He's not far away from Tom Brady numbers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll talk about the college football playoff and bowl season coming up next. With Brad Powers. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray and Sean King on the Nightcap here on Decent. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.